Hello and welcome to our weekly podcast from Faith Point Church, Auckland, New Zealand. We hope you will encounter God afresh in this week's teaching segment. If you enjoy this podcast and would like to hear more, then you can visit us at www.faithpoint.org.nz. And now for today's message. Do you think it's God's will to heal the sick? Amen. Do you think it's God's will to heal the sick through you? Amen. Come on. <laughs> Come on. All right. Who has read the Bible this week? Awesome. Cool. Well, I'll see you guys next week and um, we'll just, yeah, we're all done for today. So, <laughs> all right. That was going to be my opening joke. All right. <laughs> Let us read um, Luke 4, 17 to 19. Uh, and my message is called Freely You Have Received, Freely You, you Can Give. And he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. And we, when he had opened the book, he founded the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Now, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, who knows that there is an oppressor out there? As Georgie stated earlier, there is a devil out there, and we are at war. This is uh, we're living in a, we're living in a place where um, we can't get too over comfortable. You know, uh, there's an enemy out there seeking whom he may devour. So he is the one that oppresses us. He is the one that wants to kill and steal and destroy. And so he's out there killing, stealing and destroying. We just have to look, look around in the world and it's happening right now as we speak. So he's oppressing the people that the Lord created. Now God has a plan too. You know, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the enemy, uh, the, the Lord sets up a standard against him. So he's going to use his people to do that as he has shown us in the word how he walked and how he talked and how he set people free. So, um, turn to your neighbor and say, the devil is a liar. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> this is this is God's job description for Jesus. And he went about destroying the works of the devil, preaching and healing, delivering people. And then he commissioned the 70 to go out. And they did amazing things. They returned back and said, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And Jesus says, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I give, I give you all the authority over all the power of the devil. So we fight the good fight of faith, and we fight from a place of victory. We're not defeated. You see, we're still in the battle today. The fight isn't over yet, but we already have the victory. The authority has been given to us. So we, we, we've got to rebuke the devil off from the church and off from our lives, you know, whatever that may be, and we just walk the good walk. Amen. Amen. So here was Jesus praying to the Father in John 17, 18. This is the Amplified Version. Uh, just as you commissioned and sent me into the world. This is Jesus speaking. I also have commissioned and sent them, believers, into the world. This is the same commission Jesus had. He now passes it on to the believers. And we saw that in Luke 10 as well, where he was sending out the 70 to go out. Jesus actually said that um, I, I want to go to these other towns. I want to go to these other cities. But, you know, Jesus, he was in the flesh still, you know, fully God, fully man. And he, he wanted to go to set free people free and proclaim the, the kingdom of God. Um, and so he, he used his disciples to go out into those places. Um, so we are his hands and feet. So this was the same commission. Now, here is Jesus in Mark 16, 15 to 18. 
Jesus commissions us in detail. And he goes saying, And he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons, they will speak with new tongues, they will take up serpents, and if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. But when it talks about uh, drinking poison and, and, uh, and, and picking up serpents, I mean, we saw Paul pick up a serpent and just threw it in the fire, right? He was getting close to the fire. So the moment you're on fire, the devil, the serpent, will manifest. And, and you know, you just throw him in the fire and, and rebuke him in the name of Jesus. So this is the same commission. Jesus, as we see throughout the gospel, Jesus had a commission from the Father. Then he gets a commission and he, he sends he sends the 70 out, his disciples, his followers, out into the world to do the same things Jesus was doing. And then he commissions us when he rose from the dead and says, now I give you the keys, I give you the gospel, I give you the kingdom of God is within you. Now go out and be lights in this world because we know this world is dying, but the Lord has a plan. So Jesus is commissioning us now to go out into the world so we can do exactly the same things Jesus was doing here on earth and to continue his ministry, bringing more souls to the kingdom of God. The ministry of Christ is ongoing through the power of the Holy Spirit and he will fill us to the point of overflow if we yield ourselves to him daily. I just want to make a quick statement here. Everything that I'm sharing today is in the context of us walking with God, being in right relationship with God. So we can go out and do these things and not be in right relationship with God, you know, but it doesn't always end well. You know, Jesus says, depart from me for I never knew you. So this walk is not, is not just for the signs and wonders. It's the heart should be, I want to see people set free. And Jesus paid the price on the cross. Everything that we do goes back to the cross because Jesus has paid it in full price. And so, um, yeah, apart from me, Jesus says, you can do nothing. So let's abide in Christ and let's surrender every area of our lives to Christ because he is deserving of that. You know, he paid the full price on that cross. Um, you see, and so, just, you know, quickly, I, I was in the world, you know, I was, I was on the devil's team, killing, stealing, and destroying, doing exactly what the devil is, and that was manifest in my flesh. Now, in Christ Jesus, he who is in me is greater than he that is in the world. It's no longer I that live, but Christ Jesus in me. So what am I supposed to do? I'm supposed to manifest Christ now. I stop killing, I stop stealing, I stop destroying. Now I go healing the sick, casting out demons, and preaching the kingdom of God. Why? Because Jesus is risen. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Because, you know, um, one day, like, um, like brother Jeff was saying, um, everything will perish. Nothing at the end of this day, uh, nothing is important. In my opinion, souls are so important. You know, the, the church and souls. So right, right standing with, with, with the Father, but also souls that are perishing. So as we are, as we're preaching right now, we had an awesome conversation with my, uh, family just over there. Uh, we had a conversation about people perishing. So as we speak, there is people perishing. As, as we are worshiping God, unfortunately, there is people perishing. And so I have this burden on my heart to see the lost saved. And what am I going to do? I'm going to manifest Christ as best as I can and yield to him. Um, because the world doesn't need Arwen. The world needs Jesus Christ, right? Uh, so he will manifest himself through 
quirky me. You know, God, you know, God, God prepared good works for me to walk in beforehand, but He considered my shortcomings too. He considered my uh, uh, my humor. He considered me as a as an individual, and that's with every single one of us here. So we will manifest Christ in different ways, but we got the same commission. And so, um, yeah, the devil is a liar. <laughs> so what I'm saying here is. That commission that Jesus um, speaks about in his in, in the Bible, he wouldn't set us up for failure, right? So when he tells that um, go out into the world and preach the kingdom of God, heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, all of these things, when Jesus sent out his disciples, they believed his word. They said, "On um, according to your word, O Lord, let it be done to me." So he wouldn't set us up for failure. It's it's just up to us to take that step of faith and move forward. And all I'm saying here is that. Um, if he if he commissions us, um, you know we are more than capable to do it. Why? It's because it's not our capability, but it's Christ's in us. It's it's not. Don't have faith in your own faith. Have faith in Christ Jesus, right? So so that's we are all more than capable to to do what Jesus told us to do. All right then. Now, how do we go about healing the sick? Let's read Acts three, verse one to eight. Now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms from those who enter the temple. Not arms, alms. Pastor <laughs> 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 was joking with me the other day. <laughs> um, and then it says, um, we're seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, ask for alms, and fixing his eyes on him. While John, Peter said, oh, with John, Peter said, look at us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, it's in the name, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. So he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking, leaping, and praising God. Man, they must have had an awesome church service that, that morning in the synagogue, right? This man, this, you know, they knew him. They knew him. He was always there from his mother's womb. And now he's walking and praising God because Jesus is awesome, right? Now, what was the step of faith that Peter took here? If you notice, Peter lifted the layman up before he could, he was healed. He lifted him up, and then immediately he received strength in his in his in his in his body. So we speak the command in faith. So Peter said, "In the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk." It was faith in the name of Jesus. He then wasn't healed, but what he did is get up and walk. So if I got five dollars in my pocket, then I can get a cheeseburger at McDonald's. <laughs> but but if if I don't if I if but I know I have that cheese like cheese cheeseburger I know I have that five dollar in my pocket right so I go to um, McDonald's and get a cheeseburger but I might not necessarily see that five dollar in my pocket I just came up with this analogy now a better one would be the credit card we don't see the money on the credit card right but you go and 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 buy some food anyway because you know you got money in that credit card <laughs> all right. Okay, so that can be a scary thing sometimes. You know, but faith is knowing that God would do what He said He would do according to His Word. When you're about to take that step of faith, the devil will bring doubt in your mind. You guys remember the story of Jairus where 
um, uh, Jesus was on his way to heal Jairus' daughter, and she was at the point of death. And as they were on the way, one of Jairus, Jairus, Jairus' servants, <laughs> Jairus, Jairus', uh, Jairus servants came saying, "Don't be, don't trouble the teacher any longer. Your daughter has already died." That's the devil. That's the voice of the devil telling you that there's no more hope. You know, he came, he killed, he destroyed. You see, this principle works not just in the, in, the, in the area of healing. It works in any area in your life. Don't listen to that voice. That voice is doubt. And there's no doubt in God. God says, you can do all things to Christ who strengthens me. So the devil comes and says, don't trouble Jesus anymore. It's too late. You know, we all have been in a place in our lives where we might think it's too late. Don't bother praying anymore. It's too late. Don't ever, don't ever fall in that trap because that's the enemy wanting to stop you from your breakthrough. He's wanting to stop you from being Jesus' name glorified. So this is what the devil does before you're going to move, before you take that step of faith. But what did Jesus say to Jairus? He said, don't be afraid, only believe. Now those are very, very powerful words. Don't be afraid. Okay, my daughter has died. Don't be afraid, only believe. How is that even, you know, this is the peace that, that, that surpasses all understanding. This is the Prince of Peace. This is the realm of the Spirit we're talking in. Here is the realm of faith right now. Even when you can't see it right now in front of your eyes, don't be afraid. Only believe. I speak into your situation right now, whatever that is. Don't be afraid. Only believe. When Jesus went and raised that girl back to life again, when you're walking with Jesus, it's never too late. Let's keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. And don't ever listen to that, that, that voice of doubt. Because that voice will bring defeat. But Jesus brings victory. Amen. Let's keep believing in his word. Because his word is true. Okay, now, the devil says, you know, don't go ahead. Don't pray. Doubt, worry, this, this, that. What if it doesn't work? You know, like, okay, I tell myself this, this works for me. Right before I was a Christian, I said, "What's the worst that can happen? Uh, I'll, you know, I won't die doing this. You know, I'll do something really stupid." But <laughs> that was foolish, right? But now in Christ, I can actually say, "I will never die." Okay, so whatever I do, I do it unto the Lord, and everything. I mean, I mean, one day we will all be in heaven anyway. So, so what's what's the worst that can happen? I'll be with Jesus, and Jesus will be saying, well done, my good and faithful servant. All of those people that said, man, this guy was crazy. Look at him. He thinks he can raise the dead. You know, none of that matters. So let's just fix our eyes on Jesus, and, and don't think of what if it doesn't work. What if it does work? What if it does work? What if you do see the Bible come alive in our, in our lives right here, right now? I can do all things to Christ who strengthens me. Don't ever say, I can Okay, it's true. I cannot do anything without Christ. But that's not the fact. I am in Christ. If you are in Christ, you can say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And so, I just want to talk about doubt for a second. You see, doubt is a thought in your mind that's planted by the enemy, right? So when you go ahead and you want to pray for someone to be healed, you want to, you want to do something radical for the Lord. Because, you know, that's, it's just, let's, let's do it. You know, what else are we doing? So, you know, we can, we can do that. So, so doubt is the, it's an opportunity to step away from faith. So that if, you, if you're going up to someone and want to pray for them, 
and there's a thought of doubt coming in your mind, don't think you're doubting right now. Because that thought is planted for you to act upon it. You see, when you act upon that thought of doubt, that's when you're in doubt. That's why the Bible says, don't let any man that's double-minded think that he's going to receive anything from the Lord. Because now you're, you're double-minded. You're either, okay, I'm going to go and tell someone about the Lord, but I don't really want to do it. Now, don't get into condemnation. You're free in Christ. And we'll get into that a little bit later. But you can still... Uh, go ahead with it, even if you have those thoughts. You see, don't, don't, don't limit yourself and think, I'm doubting right now, so I'm not going to go ahead with it. So we can take our authority in Christ and bring change to this world by our faith in Jesus through His Spirit. What did the devil come to do? To kill and steal and destroy. What did Jesus come to do? He came to give us life and that we may have it abundantly. Destroying the kingdom of the devil. It says in 1 John that Jesus came destroying the works of the enemy. You see, that was, Jesus was on the offense. Hell was freaking out. When they, when they saw Jesus, the demons manifested and they trembled because they knew, man, this guy is going to kick us out. Man, we'd rather go into those pigs because those pigs will, uh, they don't have any authority over us, but we're just going to kill ourselves. <laughs> so now if we are representatives of Jesus, and the citizens and citizens of the kingdom of God. That's huge. Like, who are we, right? But, but the Lord loves us so much, He put a spirit within us. Now we're seated in heavenly places. We're citizens of the kingdom of God. Man, that's majestic, right? What can we do? Through Christ, we can bring life to people that they may have it abundantly. Destroying the works of the devil. This is who we are in Christ. We are conquerors in Christ Jesus. Overcomers. This is just, I'm just literally quoting the Bible. This is who we are in Christ. So let's take that step of faith and never, never doubt God's word. Now, what then do we say to people? Before I, before I step into that place. You see, Peter, when he was praying, he simply had faith and then he commanded. And so when you want to, when you want to pray for someone, have faith and command it and settle it. Don't worry about what if. Just settle it and have peace that the Lord will look, look after it. You know, just, just pray. Even if you're praying for someone, pray and settle it. And don't worry about it. Just rest in the peace of Christ. What then do we say to people? <laughs> okay, well, it says in Matthew 10, 7 to 8. And as you go, preach, saying the kingdom of, he of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead. Cast out demons, freely you have received, freely give. Okay, now that's amazing. And there is so much in that that I still want to see with my own eyes, right? I still want to push myself to see those things. But the Lord will guide us all into, uh, into those things. So that's what I did. I read that scripture and I said I want to do that. So I'm going to go out. I'm, I'm, I found a mall for myself to walk in to find someone to pray for. So I go into this mall. And I and I am walking past this this older guy, and um, I, I look at him and I'm like, yeah, that's gonna be a good person to talk to. <laughs> I thought, and so I say to him, the kingdom of God has come, and he looks at me. He goes, <laughs> he just like goes like, Pff. like he looks at me like, what are you what are you saying? I say, well, well, the kingdom of God has come, and and. He, the Lord wants to heal you. And he just he just looked at me and he walked away. And so all of me was kind of like, come back, <laughs> don't walk away from me. But but um I, I said to him, Jesus loves you, 
right? So that was the spirit of God. You know, I was very spiritual in that moment. I said, I said Jesus loves you. But it didn't work for me. I, I walked up to him and I just said, hey, my name is Arwen. Uh, do you have any pain in your body? And he said, uh, no, why? And that's when I said, well, the kingdom of God has come to you. That's why. <laughs> and so, okay, that didn't work out for me. But it's okay. It's okay. I'm going to go to heaven anyway if I continue <laughs> with the Lord. So bless the man. Bless him. Now, you see, the Bible says to dust off your feet, right? So dust off your feet and carry on to the next person or next city if you've embarrassed yourself a bit too much in that city. <laughs> so that's what I did. Now this time around, I was driving in my car and I've got some preaching on. I'm speaking in tongues. I'm stirring the gift that's within me. I'm on fire. I want to see the word of God come alive. And so I'm hungry, right? I'm so hungry. And so I'm driving and there is this man that's walking. He's walking his dog and um, he can't bend this, this knee. And so he's dragging his whole body to like walk this dog. And I felt a bit sad. Like, man, he's trying to walk his dog. His dog is happy, but this man is like, you know, he can't, he can't really, you know, so it was, it was a bit sad to see. And so, okay, what did I do? I pulled up my car, you know, uh, what is it? A Nissan Note, you know, but, you know, I, it felt really cool. I pulled up this car, right? The man thought I was going to do a drive, drive by or something like that. So I parked up. I get out of my car and I approach this man. I say, hey, this time I didn't have to ask him if something is wrong with him. I could see that. <laughs> I, could, I could see that, you know, he couldn't, he couldn't walk. And I said, hey, well, I see your leg is, uh, is a bit, you know, like you can't really, you know, work your leg. That's, you know, and so, um, so he said, yeah, yeah, that's right. So I said, well, listen, the kingdom of God has come and can I pray for you because I believe Jesus can heal you. And he says, oh yeah, okay, cool, sweet. So, I pray for him and I said, in the name of Jesus, right now, leg be made whole, spirit of infirmity, leave in Jesus' name. And I said, okay, now try something you couldn't do before. And he goes and he's like, he's trying to bend his leg and it actually started to bend and I heard it crack like that. And he, and he couldn't bend that leg for a whole year. And so he had to go for an operation the next month, uh, the next week or something like that. And then he was just so shocked. He was so amazed. He says, not bad, not bad. And, you know, he was like, not bad, not bad. And that was, that was so amazing. I was so just, I was just full of awe and just, just so happy that to see him healed. And uh, I said, man, can I tell you about Jesus? I started telling him about the Lord. And um, I said, can I get your number? And um, I want to, you know, get to get you plugged into a church or something like that. Um, but he said that he had some Christian friends. Uh, that he was going to go talk to. But the point of that story is that the power is not in what you say. It's in who you believe. You see, it's, it's, it's great to go out there and, and, you know, say that the kingdom of God has come near you. You know, you can if you want. Um, it's, it's, you can have fun with it. Um, but it works. You know, it's, 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 it's in who you believe. So if your faith is in Jesus, you command the faith, you command the healing through faith in Christ. Um, Another one is, that's great, uh, Richard, Richard Brunton, he says, the blessing, right? Can I bless you? That's a really awesome way of approaching people because then they don't get freaked out. <laughs> <All right>. uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so use every opportunity to share the gospel. When you meet people, 
and you want to you want to specifically pray for someone for healing or whatever it is, use it as an opportunity. You see, you might never see that person again if that's for the better or not. I'm not. That's up to you. But use that as an opportunity to share the gospel with them because people don't know the Lord. I didn't know the Lord for 20 years, and then someone told me about Jesus, and it changed my life. I wouldn't be doing this right now if if someone didn't tell me about the Lord. So. Um, use it as an opportunity. Share the love of God with them. It's very easy. Love God, love people. You know, um, yeah. So these signs shall follow the believer. These signs shall follow you. It says that um, they, the disciples went out and these signs were confirmed by the preaching of the word. So this is who you are as a Christian. These signs just follow you. You don't have to work it up. You don't have to, uh, you know, uh, fast or pray you know it, it, it just with you christ is in you and he wants to happily touch people through your life um and you don't need much faith either you need faith as small as a mustard seed jesus says if you have faith as small as a mustard seed you can speak to this mountain and tell it to move and that's that's the way of the kingdom you know you just believe and and act in faith and settle it so um i want to share two photos of um of praying for people. This was in the marketplace. Was it a year ago, two years ago? Two years ago in Fiji. And these guys, they were uh, Muslim people and they were selling kava. And the Lord loves people that are Muslim and sell kava. So, <laughs> not the deed, not the act, but he loves them as people. And what happened here is that this man, I said, I saw him walking on crutches and I said, hey, can I pray for you? Because we went out uh, just uh, evangelizing, and and he said yes, please, and I I prayed for him, and then the Lord healed him. The Lord healed his leg right right there in front of me, and it was so amazing because I felt like I felt I was like somewhere else. That it it just everything was just happening. I, it wasn't even me anymore, and it was just happening. And you can see his face; he's just in awe because the Lord touched him. And um, then after that, people started coming up to me and saying, hey, can you pray for me? Can you pray for me? I've got this thing that I need to pray for. I need that thing that I need to pray for. And that was just such a great, great moment to be able to um, to bless people. Um, and if we could go to the next slide, please. Um, after the mission trip, I came back to New Zealand. And this was in, in the mall in New Zealand. So the miracles don't happen just in overseas. They happen here as well. Because Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so I was walking down the mall and uh, I said prophetically, someone is going to get healed today. And uh, my friends were like, amen. So we walked into the mall. And <laughs> and so <laughs> and basically there was this guy walking there. He was backslidden. And um, I said, can I pray for you? We prayed for him. And he got healed from a broken leg again. And um, I just encouraged him, you know, go back, you know, to church or you know, the, the Lord loves you, you know, he, like, uh, how amazing is that when you're walking away from the Lord, yet He is willing to heal you, that just shows the love of God, you know, it's it's not earned, it's it's He's paid it on the cross, so so those are just really encouraging um, uh, testimonies that I just, I just wanted to take photos of. Um, now, I didn't, I didn't gain a special power or a special anointing by fasting or prayer, like I said, I simply got touched by Jesus four years ago, I have faith in the Word of God, and I started just um, obeying the Word of God, and you know, being doers of the Word of God, and not hearers only. And so, I, I just wanted to. When I got touched by Jesus, I realized that He was real. I realized that He exists. Because when I was a kid, I asked my dad, "What happens when I die?" I was super young. He says, "Nothing. You'll just be dead." And so, I <laughs> and so that's how I live my life. You know, I just live dead, and I was, uh, you know, <laughs> and I, I mean, in a bad way. Because you know, um, and so uh, I just didn't understand. Um, I had no 
understanding of life after death or anything like that. No understanding of there being a God out there that actually loves me and that died for the whole world and that we can be reconciled to him. So when I got touched by Jesus, I was just so overwhelmed with his presence, with his love and that he was real. Those were the first words that came out of my mouth. God is real. God is real. And so when I started reading his word, it was like, man, so he actually did this for us. I just experienced God. And now he has actually given us his word. And his word is true as well. It must be true. So I'm reading it and I just want to see it and obey it. And it was, it was a blessing to go with Pastor James to mission trip, to the mission trip in, the, in the India uh, after six months because I, I was able to see these things happen. Um, so the, the, point, the point I'm trying to say here is that when we simply believe his word and step out in faith, you will 100% see God move and do great things. Why is that? It's because God told us in his word that he wants to move through his people and it's awesome and everyone is more than capable to do what, what Jesus told us we can do uh, through his spirit. In 1 John 2.20 it says that you have, I don't have this on the, on the screen by the way, but it says that you have an anointing from the Holy One and you know all things. So basically this is the anointing of the Holy Spirit and it's in you today if you have received Jesus as, as Lord and Savior. You don't, you don't do anything by works to, to gain anything. And that's why I'm, I'm not here to talk about myself. I'm here to testify of the works that Christ has done through my life, but just simply believing his life and, and not wanting to over-spiritualize things, saying I've you know, done 40-day pr- uh, fast and I was on a mountain and this cloud came upon me and <laughs> I spoke to Jesus for 40 days and 40 nights and he gave me this tablet now, <laughs> Moses. <laughs> Anyway, so how do you know who to pray for? Okay, so compassion will move you to action. Matthew 7, 12, 12 says that, what do, Therefore, whatever you want men to do to you, do also to them. For this is the law and the prophets. This literally covers everything in the Old Testament and whatever the prophets spoken about. It's, it's a simple law that you love God and you love people. With all your heart, your mind, your soul, your strength. And so when you see someone, uh, you know, going through something and you're compassionate towards that person, go and talk to them. You know, walk in love. You see, I can have all the gifts. I can speak as tongues than, than anything and I can have everything, all the gifts and all of that. But if I don't have love, then I'm just, you know, uh, what is it? A sounding gong or yeah, that stuff. I don't know what that means, but it's not. <laughs> I'm thinking of a bell. Dong. <laughs> it's useless. Anyway, when we apply this principle into our day-to-day life, the whole burden of wanting to tell someone about Jesus or having to pray for them gets lifted up because we're now walking in peace. We're walking in love and compassion, simply wanting to obey God and do to others what you want done to yourself. So you don't have to pray to pray for every person uh, you know you walk by or, or talk to every person you know you you know that walks by, past you. Jesus was moved by com- compassion, and he 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 walked past people that um, had all kinds of problems, but he was moved by com- compassion. He only did what the Father told him to do. So when when you're walking, when you're walking in your day to day life, if you go to the grocery store or you're at work, whatever it is. You know, be led by compassion, and you'll see God just move in such an awesome way. Because now it's not of yourself; you actually have love towards someone else, and you just simply pray and simply see the Lord move uh, through your life. Um, now, if we're available, you know, being available is so key. You see, um, it's it's exercising God's presence. So just say to yourself wherever you are, Lord, I'm available. 
Show me what you want me to do. In that place, you'll see so much happen. Because the Lord, the Lord loves everybody, right? So he always has something to say to somebody. And if you're just available and you're just listening to his voice and, and you're led by compassion, all of that weight will just be taken off your shoulder. Now, availability leads to more opportunities to having daily testimonies. Um, so being available is key, but it's, it's based on your own free will. So you can choose to um, be obedient to the voice of the Holy Spirit and say, Okay, now, if, if the Holy Spirit is speaking to you, it's up to us if we're going to exercise, um, you know, our free will to, to be obedient to God. So obedience is definitely key, but don't get under condemnation. You know, you're still wanting to walk in love and not wanting to do something just because you're told to do something. The Bible actually says, don't do anything under compulsion. So, so walk in love. Um, yeah. So you will have daily testimonies. Once you go out there, once you see these things happen, you, you will have daily testimonies. So what does that mean? You can actually encourage the body of Christ, encourage your brothers and sisters, and just simply say, hey, it's all possible. We can all do this together. The body of Christ is advancing together. We're moving forward. We're, we're one body all together. And so the enemy is already defeated. He wants us to, to feel defeated, but we're actually not. We're seated in heavenly places. We have the victory, and um, we are on the offense. The Bible says that the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. And so we're actually, we've got, we've got armor, you know, the, the armor of God. We, we all got it on us, but we also have offensive weapons, which is the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. That's, that's the truth. You see, when Jesus comes back, on the horse uh, in the book of Revelation, it says that he will come back with a sword out of his mouth. He will come back to judge the world um, with, with the sword of the Spirit. And so we got a weapon as well, which is the Word of God. And it's the truth, and we don't depend on anything else but the Word. Um, now, in my closing statement, what is, it really, what is it really that we need here? I'm confident that most of us believe God's Word, and we do believe in the supernatural. What I think we need most right now is boldness and courage um, and taking our authority in Christ as sons and daughters. So it's, it's authority in the name of Jesus. Uh, the, the Bible says the righteous are as bold as a lion, and that's who you are. The disciples also pray for boldness in the book of Acts. Boldness and courage comes by practice. Because when you get out there and you step out in faith, you will see more and more testimonies. You will see God move more and more. And you will become more confident, you will become more bold, and you will become more courageous because now you're actually uh, seeing it happen in your own in your own life. And if any, anyone wants um, hands laid on today, we won't we won't lay hands on because of the COVID rules. But if you have any sickness in your body or any disease, you can come forward and you just place your hand on, on wherever you're you're sick, and uh, the team will pray for you and will command healing for your body. So I just want to close in prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, I just thank you, God, for your word. Lord, I thank you, God, for my family here, Lord, and that we can all be equipped by your word, Lord. Lord, your word says that iron sharpens iron. And Father, I thank you, Lord, that we can grow, Lord, in the word of God. Lord, that we can go from glory to glory, Lord Jesus. Lord, we want to see... Lord, your word come alive through our lives, Father God. Lord, I thank you that it's never too late. I thank you that you have a calling and a purpose for every single one of us, Father God. And Lord, I just speak it into existence, Father God, as you have already been using us. Lord, I pray have your work in us, Lord Jesus. We praise you, Father, and we worship you.
And Lord, we just uh, we speak health into everybody as well in the name of Jesus. We speak healing right now in Jesus' name. I speak life right now. Every sickness and disease we command it to go in the name of Jesus. Right now, according to your word, Lord, have your way in us. In Jesus' name. Amen.